Hello, and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for Sunday, April 5th, 2020 at 6.35 in the evening. Um, Recording again in the basement where there's going to be some ambient noises of like fans and hums and pipes and uh, right now my little mini beer tap keg thing is compressing beer. So there's like a little buzz going on in the background, which you may or may not hear. You're probably noticing more of the um, the uh, sort of like boom, the roominess down here. But anyway, um, so yeah, it's, let's see. Well, another week's gone by in our new, uh, our new shelter and quarantine life. Um, let's see. I'm starting to get. I think the family is starting to get used to the routine. Um, Oliver is mostly starting to get used to the routine. Um, he's doing okay with some of his morning zooms, but, uh, it's a long day for him, even though the amount of work being done is like far less than if he was actually in school, but he's, he's like, you know, kind of on the clock from, well, 10 usually to three or three thirty, And sometimes he has a therapy session before 10. So, um, so it's a long day for him. It's a long day for us. And I found that like, I've been getting up early. Um, you know, obviously to get up early and get stuff done, like go running more on that later, but, um, get work done ahead of time so that, um, I could sort of just like breathe easier, I guess, when Oliver, I have, I have to like oversee an Oliver zoom or something, which is some days there's only one, which is great. Just the morning zoom, which happens every day. But sometimes there's like, uh, an OT session or a PT session and there's art class or whatever. And uh, art is actually kind of fun and that's on Fridays. But um, it is kind of amazing to be really so in tune with his curriculum now and with all of his teachers and his classmates who I already knew anyway. And I knew the classmates in the other first grade class too. But um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's like I feel like I'm a TA now, you know, um, and his teachers are the, are the professors. Um, so anyway, it's um yeah, it's been it's it these are intense weeks and by the end of the day I'm like wiped out from from work and school and from just being in the same room all day with <laughs> um my entire family. Except that as I I've, I've stated before, Julie set up a workstation for herself in the basement. Um and which is great cuz she has like a lot of gear, like a printer and monitors and this stuff and like for me, I just have my laptop um, which I'd love to have my external monitor from, from work, but the laptop's fine. So whenever I come down to the basement, I just bring the laptop and I set it up on top of like a, a pile of bins and I have my, my standing desk. Um, but, but yeah, so yeah, another week in the books. Um, I guess there was going to be spring break in New York city public schools next, starting at the end of this coming week and going through the next week. But the city just announced yesterday that they're not going to do spring break, which is kind of weird. I kind of get it, but I also kind of don't. And frankly, Oliver could benefit from the structure of not going on vacation. But um, I, f- I feel for, I guess, parents you know, who need the break, who are just kind of trying to figure everything out. We are too, but for us, it would almost be, it's, it's almost better for to know Oliver's routine and have that stay the same every day than to kind of like, quote unquote, be on vacation when, you know, 
like our jobs, we still we're, we're still working, and he would just be around, and we would just have to find different things for him to do as opposed to like the structure. So, I don't know. For us, I can go either way, just personally, and I'm just gonna go with the flow. Um, you know, I'm. <laughs> Everything is what it is these days, and so it's, all right, no spring break. I guess there's no spring break. Um, I, that's just something I got to deal with now. So, anyway, but Oliver seems to be doing doing well, and and you know some this app that we use, this desktop app to like turn in some of his daily work is just kind of fun to do with him, and it's it's he gets into like. I got him excited about like when we're when we're finished with a project to like click on the green check mark and then you know he clicks on it and then it says uploading and he goes uploading and then it's uploaded and he's all excited because that's turned in. Um, so anyway, but yeah, um, so like I said, I've been trying to get up very early. I get up at six now, usually on the weekdays, and um, I just wake myself up in the apartment, do stretches and stuff, and then I go for a run. And you know, I had been going to Red Hook because that was the emptiest place I could find. But when you go out running and you leave the apartment at like 6.45, um, I can run straight to Brooklyn Bridge Park and it is pretty empty. It's just me and the other hardcore people, um, including my coworker, Leah, uh, my friend Leah, who I see out there too, exercising on the, on the piers every morning. I see her most mornings, I'd say. But um, anyway, and she, and she is she's the only, by the way, she's the only non-family member I have... St- I have spoken to um, like socially in weeks is, is my friend Leah. Anyway, um, so I've been going out there and it's great because it's empty and I feel like I'm not like um, putting myself or others in danger because there are so few people. It's kind of crazy to turn on these big piers, which are usually just, you know, packed and you, you, you know, you might have a pier to yourself. It's just pretty amazing. Um, anyway, so and I've been going on longer runs, I guess, just because of this whole like my stress level has been such that I've been like eating healthier, as I said last week, and it's just kind of odd, and I'm not going to complain about it, but I'm feeling great. I'm like, you know, I'm at my lowest weight in three years, which is kind of insane. Um, so and I, I feel great, and you know, like I'm just kind of getting more into running, I'm getting better at it in the past month, so. It's just really weird to actually like have a positive thing come out of all this, um, but I'll take it because you know take anything you can get. But I do love running in the morning. I have my little root, root and um, I love it. And uh, yeah, that's the only thing I've been doing except once a week on Sundays. Usually, I've been going out. Like today, I went to um, the fruit stand, so I bought fruits and vegetables for all of us for the week. And yesterday, Julie went to the the bodega and like the foods, the natural like food store. And, um, so she goes out once a week, I go out once a week and we have the system where we come back and like whoever went shopping wipes down everything with like disinfected in the mudroom that we are lucky enough to have. And, um, and then puts the food into the hallway and then like the other person takes the food and puts it away. Um, and then the shopper immediately goes to the bathroom and, um, takes a shower. So uh, that's what's been going on with with that little routine. Um, and, you know, I actually haven't been to in to any, I've, since I've only been to the fruit and veggie stand in the last month, I haven't been to any stores that do the whole like letting in one person at a time, but it, it's crazy to, not crazy, it's great, but it's just 
it's a sign of the times to walk down Court Street and see like Union Market with people, you know, staggered waiting to get in. Um, anyway, so that was the weekend. And then like both days this weekend were nice. And we were in the backyard, I mean, all afternoon, our little tiny, tiny backyard. Um, just me and Oliver and um, my nieces upstairs and just having a good time with like playing with a bunch of tennis balls and this big yoga ball. And we have tennis rackets and birdies and like, like, you know, badminton birdies and um, jump ropes and been playing music on my little Bluetooth speaker and drinking coffee. And today Oliver and I had lunch outside. So it's pretty nice. Um, all things considered, um, uh, just having the space that like I can go outside with Oliver and my nieces and not worry about, you know, anything about like, we don't have to wear a mask because we're in our own space and we don't have to worry about, I'm not eyeing people down the street, seeing, you know, if they're coming and if we have to move. So anyway, and then um, today, uh, Julie and my nieces spent the afternoon trying out different methods of like making masks. They were, they were doing the, that hot, like um, no sewing, no cutting mask making method that's been going around Twitter and Instagram. And then they also had their sewing machine and they were trying something else. And from what I gather, they only successfully made two today. I think they were hoping to make a whole uh, bunch of them, but I don't know. I guess that's a work in progress. Um, so that's been like like the routine. And then kind of like some nice like out of the ordinary news, two things, two musical things this week. One is that um, the uh, my friend Gavin, who runs the... Barton Hills Choir in Austin, Texas, which is the Barton Hills Elementary School Choir. And uh, he's the one who led the choir and I played at Brooklyn Bowl with a year and a half ago. Um, you know, Grateful Dead songs for kids. And anyway, he he had the idea to do Ripple, the Grateful Dead song, entirely remote, which you have to do remote. So I played drums. Um, I, he, he, Gavin like laid down a sort of quote unquote click track, like his piano told us when to come in on the downbeat of the one, like on the one. And then um, and then sent it in myself, David Gans, um, famous deadhead and radio host, played guitar. He sent his in. Adam Roberts, um, who is the head of the Rock and Roll Playhouse program at Brooklyn Bowl uh, and plays bass, he did his part. He lives on the Upper East Side. And so we had like Brooklyn, Manhattan, Austin, and Oakland, California. And then all of Gavin's kids in the choir sent in stuff. So like the final result is it's like this picture cloud. It looks like this zoom gone wild of, um, of a bunch of people playing ripple, most, mostly kids singing. And yeah, it's on YouTube. You can search Barton Hills choir ripple. I think they call it ripple remote because they've done ripple before ripple remote. Um, so that was super fun because it just felt like kind of good to do something positive and to do something kind of fun and something I'd never done before and something with like kids just seemed nice. And uh, so that was wonderful. And the other thing was that um, my band Garden of the Ark that I play drums in are sort of like heavy, raw, um, almost hardcore, I don't know, band uh that I have with Baxter, who is like the singer and founder, and Craig, my old Taka Taka bandmate who plays guitar, and me on drums. Um, we released our album, which we kind of been making for two years. We did the basics a year. Oh, wow. July 2018 it was um, in, uh, at Seaside Lounge, recorded by Charles Burst. And, uh, and 
we've just been sort of tinkering with it. And Craig did all of his guitars and he mixed it all and did everything um, at his place at at home in, in Ridgewood. And yeah, I'm really proud of it. Uh, I think it's a great album. And I, I say that like, um, like I, 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 like I play drums and like um, if Baxter and Craig really are the um, the brains behind this all and the genius behind it all and they just did a fantastic job and I'm very proud to be part of it. So yeah, so Garden of the Ark has a new album, a album, <laughs> an album. Uh, it's called Stumble Into the Light. You can find it on gardenofthearc.bandcamp.com and um, it should be on streaming services like probably tomorrow. It was supposed to be Friday, but... um. Uh, you know, we went through Distro Kid, and usually they're very fast. So, um, I would say that, like, if you're on Spotify or anything like that, and you want to listen to it on streaming services, it'll be there probably tomorrow. Um, and I'm, I've been waiting for that to, to quote unquote make my marketing push. I did tweet out, tweet it out, but like, I know a lot of people I know like don't go to Bandcamp or don't really know that's not in their general like routine wheel wheelhouse routine. You know, they're just like people automatically go to Spotify or whatever. But um. But yeah, Garden of the Ark, Stumble into the Light, and the artwork and design was done by Scott Devendorf, and he did a fantastic job, and um, it's beautiful, and you know, Scott, yeah, great job. I don't think he listens, but anyway, I send my love to my bandmates, Baxter and Craig, and, and Scott and Charles, um, the people that worked on this record, because I'm very proud of it. Anyway, moving on quickly, because I think I have about six minutes left before this stupid thing Garden or this like garage band mobile cuts me off automatically. Um, books. So I, th- I mentioned I I sort of like like stopped reading Trick Mirror with two essays left because my routine got messed up and I wasn't commuting anymore. Yesterday I came back from a like four mile run and I showered and no one else was awake and so I just like sat down and read the second the penultimate essay, um, which was great. And now I'm halfway through almost done, like 10 pages left with the last essay in, in Trick Mirror, which is about the concept of marriage in general and where marriage, like all the, the, the quote unquote traditions of marriage, which are all like like not very old that were created by the wedding industry to like uh, for their financial gain, not surprising. Um, but uh, just Trick Mirror was such a great, great book. Um, and I feel bad because I borrowed it from my friend and coworker Kayla, and then the plague happened, and I still have her copy. But don't worry, it's safe and sound. Um, still reading the Brian Green book until the end of the universe. Um, it's very heavy. It's gotten a little more decipherable, or I should say, like less slow going. Uh, but that's good. Um, I have some books on the shelf that I might just start reading alongside the Brian Green book. Um, some some Kingsley Amos essay books that I've never gotten around to that I've had for a while. And I love Kingsley Amos. And every year or two, I read a Kingsley Amos book. So maybe this is the time. And it's going to be his collection of like alcohol drinking related essays, which I bought a long time ago, everyday drinking. Uh, it was like a sort of like new release that came out, a new release of old essays that came out 15 years ago. Um, probably start reading that. Um, and I'm wondering if I should get into ebooks, which I don't like looking at screens to read, but we do have an old disused Kindle and maybe I'll like start ramping that up. Um, all right. Turning to music. Uh, I, I can't believe I forgot to mention this last week, but Murder Most Foul, the new Bob Dylan song came out, uh, released basically because everyone's in quarantine. So why not? And 
You've probably heard of it, if not heard it, and it's a 17-minute song that's ostensibly about the JFK assassination, but it's, of course, like, quote-unquote, with leading caps about the assassination of the soul of America. And it's um, very moving, and it's very cool, and it's, like, a very Dylan way of, like, sort of addressing a topic. It's, like, because he quotes and name-checks tons of music and artists and bands and, like, Dickie Betts and Queen and um, St. James Infirmary and all this stuff, and it's, like... If you recall, Dylan had that like DJ Sirius XM show, radio show a few years ago. And it's like, I think Dylan gets a kick. He's just a fan too. And he's getting a kick out of just like mentally archiving and going through the stuff he loves. And he's using it to tell a story here. And um, it's really amazing. And I think Murder Most Foul, you know, with the whole like, you know, those are words from Hamlet. It's kind of casting it in this like grand tragedy of what's happened to JFK has happened throughout time and it's happening to this country. And Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's mostly like my friend Alec Bemis called it like a, a drone poem, um, which is kind of what it is. It's just like really pretty uh, repeating chord progression, but with Bob's like kind of like almost Ken Nordine like uh, jazz word, word jazz poetry over it. Um, so anyway, Murder Most Foul, song of the year. Um, I listened to the new Fish album, which came out by surprise on Wednesday called Sigma Oasis. It's like all the new songs they've been playing the last couple of years. And it's really great. And if you're at all into Fish and you want something that's like, I mean, it's almost easy listening. And I say that because it's like pleasant. It's so well recorded, well mixed. The songs are like really pretty. And yeah, so it's a good, good album. Um, let's see. Listen to a lot of GBV because Alien Lanes came out 25 years ago. And on Friday after, after work, I was like finishing work uh, and in the basement. And I poured myself a beer at the end of that. And then like I just started listening to GBV and uh, listen to a lot of GBV. So, and then finally, the really sad news of the week for me was that Adam Schlesinger of Fountains of Wayne uh, died of the coronavirus, which is insane and like just disgusting that it just that this even, even happened. And, um, Fountains of Wayne, which I love Fountains of Wayne, and they they were they really provide like the soundtrack to my early New York City years. Um just like all of their songs are so much about New York and the boroughs and the suburbs and um and yeah, it's uh I feel like there's like a lot of stages of Fountains of Wayne. Like um I love the self titled album when Utopia Parkway came out. I just blasted that in my Astoria apartment. For, for many months. Um, Welcome Interstate Managers, which was thankfully their breakthrough. I was working at Fuse and we decided in the video meeting to like play Stacy's mom a lot and that was awesome. Um, when I was a regular at the Luna Lounge, Paul Widowson, the bartender there, who's the manager of pianos now, would, uh, I, he played Welcome Interstate Managers so much at the bar. It was so great. And um, yeah, that summer of 2003, I just like think of that album. And so... And Ivy was great too, Adam Schlesinger's band Ivy. So um, I don't know what else to say except rest in peace. Like what a, that what a loss. Um, there's been many losses, musically and otherwise, lately, and it stinks. Um, I guess on that note, because I feel like this has been a, we're at about 19, 20 minutes, and I don't want to get cut off and have to edit, um, which you know that I don't like to do. Um, so. I guess just stay safe. Um, I've been going out in bandanas, plastic gloves, the whole thing. Um, I hope people start that don't take it seriously, which I don't think is anybody listening, but 
Um, you see some scenes from the rest of the country. People are just overcrowding parks and grocery stores that are packed. And even in New York, with that that comfort ship, that the hospital ship that arrived, and all these like you know numbskulls went to like go crowd around and take pictures of it. Just the irony is incredible. Anyway, stay safe and um, stay safe and stay healthy. And I send love and good vibes to all of you. Probably talk to you the next week because I'm just home. Um, all right, so this has been the Conrad Life Report, episode 40, episode number 40, April 5th, 2020, uh, recording in the basement, sitting at my drum set on the drum throne. Talk to you next week.